Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. You know, we're reading right now in the New Testament about the Acts of the Apostles following Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. And there's lots of persecution documented in these chapters. And I have never experienced serious persecution as those apostles of old did. I doubt that you have either. Most of them were assassinated. Threats on their life did not seem to slow them down, though. They just kept preaching. Their lives turned out, in, in my mind, to be much like Abinadi's life. They kept testifying boldly, and that boldness eventually led to their physical death. In the 16th chapter of Acts, Paul and Silas kept preaching in the face of severe persecution. We read in verse 22, And the multitude rose up together against them, against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. So they began to scourge and whip them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. <laughs> That's an interesting phrase, to keep them safely, uh, which really meant make sure they don't escape. And in verse 24, who, having received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. That last phrase is a little confusing. Who knows what fast in the stocks mean? It really means that they were clamped down, perhaps with wood, in these seats so that their feet, their ankles were clamped so that they could not move their feet and could not get up and could not walk. So I can't speak for you, but I've never experienced anything like that. No one has ever tried to spit on me, beat me with whip, a whip, or cast me into prison, or clamped my feet to the ground so I couldn't move. But as I reflected on my own life, I can see a few times when being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was definitely not an advantage for me. This first experience happened a number of years ago when I was visiting China. It's a little bit humorous in some ways, but it was uncomfortable for me, for sure. We were in a meeting with Chinese educators, some of them government officials. We had probably about 20 surrounding a very large dining table. And the one in charge, the official in charge, stood up, brought his drink to his mouth, and said, let's all do a toast. Now, this drink, I might have to add, is it was called Maotai. Someone told me that it was about as strong an alcoholic beverage as you can possibly drink. When you went into the room, you could smell the actual fumes coming off these little glasses. They're very tiny glasses of alcohol. So I did not pick mine up, of course. I picked up a glass of orange soda. And then the official looked at me and said, no, 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 no. You must drink the Maotai. You must bring the Maotai to your lips. You must do the toast with Maotai. And I just stood there holding my orange soda. I didn't move too much. And then I noticed that the interpreter that was there and who knew me very well leaned over and said something to the official. And so after a very awkward, difficult pause, 
the official looked at me and said, oh, no, it's, it's all right. You can toast with the orange. And so I said, okay, I'll toast with my orange soda. So after this was over, I went to the interpreter and I said, what did you say to him that caused him to change his mind so quickly? And the interpreter said, well, he says, I'll tell you, I, I told him that if you drank that Maotai, you would die because you are allergic to all alcohol. He said, if, if I would have told him that it was because of your religion, he would not have understood at all, and he would have still forced you to drink because religion in China is not a thing. And so uh, that's all I could think to tell him, and it worked. I said, well, it did work very well. <laughs> Got me out of a very difficult spot. <clears throat> now, I had two other experiences in France. One of them was when we were at another... I don't know why these things always happen when you're having dinners or whatever, but we were at a dinner with a number of French educators, and the woman sitting directly across from me, a very noted educator in her specialty, in her field from University of Paris, she looked at me and she said, Ce n'est pas possible que vous êtes un membre du culte. It is not possible that you could be a member of a cult. Your religion is a cult. How could you be a member of that? She kept going on. Now, the woman professor at University of Paris that I was working with immediately jumped in and said, their religion is not a cult. I have visited Salt Lake, and it is not a cult at all. It is a wonderful religion, and so ease off a little bit. So she kind of toned her down a little bit. <clears throat> and I didn't get too much more criticism that evening. But as it showed, a lot of people have gross misperceptions about our church, and that causes difficulty for us at times. Then, on another occasion, the woman that I worked with at University of Paris, her name was Danielle Zay. So Professor Zay went to the board of a journal and recommended that I be on their board of editors. A little bit unusual to have an American, any American on a board of editors for a French journal, but that's what she did. She wanted to do that. And they turned me down. They turned my name down, the recommendation. And she went in to tell them, she says, why did this happen? And the chief editor said, it's because he's a member of uh, a religion like that. We can't have anybody on our board who is a, is a member of a religion like that, a cult or whatever. Again, a misperception. She got upset at them. She was kind of a fiery person and uh, very uh, unafraid to speak her mind. And so she kind of got after them a little bit. But then she told me afterwards, she says, I've decided it wasn't worth the fight. So uh, you won't be on the board. I said, that, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me. Now, when I was mission president, and when my wife and I were mission leaders, we had missionaries who did endure persecution even now in the 21st century. I remember some missionaries telling me that when they walked down the street, there would be a, a truck pass by, and the guys in the truck were drinking Coke. They had full cups of Coke in their hand, and they threw their cups of Coke onto the missionaries and said, get out of town. We don't want you here. 
So even today, these kinds of things happen. Now, if you were to ask me uh, if I have experienced the opposite, if I've experienced respect and, in a sense, uh, understanding from other people, I would say yes. Most often, people are very understanding. People have a lot of respect, actually, for us. But these persecution moments can be difficult, no matter who we are. Uh, no one likes to have coke thrown on them and asked to get out of town. And nobody likes to be turned down for things that perhaps they should be approved for. Or uh, no one likes these awkward moments that once in a while we are destined to experience because of our religion. So in one way, even for the missionaries, the missionaries that had coke thrown on them said, it, you know, it, it just doesn't bother us anymore when people do that. In fact, we take it as a little bit of an honor that they notice us enough and they know who we are that uh, they would do something to get rid of us. It doesn't bother us. Um, and this is kind of the way it goes with persecution nowadays, I think. Once in a while, if if we're overlooked or if we're left out and not included in something because of our religion, it doesn't feel that bad in a sense because we know who we are and we know what we believe and we know that the Lord will help us endure all things. And so we take these awkward, difficult moments as we can. The apostles of old, however, gave their lives. Most of them, as I said, were assassinated. They gave their lives for the truth. And in one sense, even our current 12, our current 15 apostles and prophets, give their lives, their entire lives, for the church. They serve until they pass away, which for us is a reminder that this church is the restored church of Jesus Christ on the earth. It has apostles and prophets just as the ancient church did. And those apostles and prophets live their lives for the Lord and give their all until they pass from this life. So I hope this is helpful and we will see you next time.